Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levi. I'm not wearing pants! I'm not wearing pants. I'm going right <laughs> out there. I get that in there early this just, time. I'm sorry. I, I blacked out for a second. Are we okay? How many sleepless nights did you have after you forgot to say, <laughs> I'm not wearing pants? I wanted to... I, I want to just clear. I, I haven't slept at all since because I can't get past the fact that I didn't say it. And I'm sure our listeners have been wringing their hands in angst ever since that moment. It was, it was probably the first good night of sleep they've had. Just knowing that for one beautiful day you would cover. Oh, welcome to Wrong and Wronger, the show where me, Dr. Steve, Steve Olivas, and him, James Breakwell, the exploding unicorn, a guy who registered his eighth grade graduation party at Bailiwick's Liquor Barn, we are going to argue about topics that mean nothing to nobody, but they definitely do to us. Every Everything means something to us. We're just, we're two very compassionate feeling people, I think. I think that's where we're going with this. <laughs> well, I, uh, all right. I think we would both beg to differ. <laughs> you, you don't believe me? Is that <laughs> doubt in your voice? I'm going to go out on a limb and agree with myself on this one. <laughs> but uh, we, t- we pick topics that usually are submitted to us by you, the listener, through Twitter and Facebook. And today I mentioned Bailiwick's Liquor Barn because that kind of segues into what we're going to debate. What are we doing today, James? We are going to debate beer versus wine. Beer versus wine. And we're two dudes, and so this is a rather unusual argument for two males to have. You can you can be a male and enjoy wine. And I think maybe you have to be a classier male than we are. <laughs> we're a little out of our league on this one. I, uh, I went out to eat uh, the other day at a, a very fancy restaurant for our 10th anniversary. I'm not going to say the name because they don't pay us. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Uh, there were we looked at the wine list and there were wines on there. There were the highest wine was four thousand dollars a bottle. Good God! But the beer, the beer was six fifty. Like pricey, but still like regular restaurant beer prices. It was incredible. It's like beer doesn't scale up like that. Like maybe somewhere in the world there's a four thousand dollar bottle of beer, but for the most part, <laughs> it's that six dollar range. It's in an urn buried in a pyramid somewhere. I think. <laughs> All right, beer versus wine, and as per usual, we are going to kick off the ceremonies with the ceremonial uh, whispering, or probably shouting, but whispering of the positives toward each other. Ooh, I've got a good one for you this week. Uh, no, 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 no response to that, huh? No, no twittering <laughs> with anticipation. Hold on, okay, I was, I was actually, I was bracing for impact. I'm down in like a lineman's <laughs> stance right now. So somebody uh, decided to impersonate me on Twitter. They used my picture and my header, and they retweeted all my tweets, and they put a swirly thing where the where the check mark is supposed to be. <laughs> I got like ten messages right away, like, and then they start following all my followers, and followers <laughs> were like, "Dude, you know somebody's pretending to be you." And uh, I got it. Uh, I got it banned in less than twenty four hours. But I just want to say, nice try, Steve. Nice try. <laughs> I ha- I was bored. 
It was a, a typical Wednesday afternoon for me. I was waddling around in a bathrobe and slippers and, and just a big smile. And I thought, what can I do to get under Unicorn's skin? And so uh, I put to the test all of my computer IT knowledge. And uh, when I couldn't hack your bank account or to try to wipe out your mortgage, I just had to be you. I, I wanted to be you. And I, I, it, it was short of uh, getting to the other side of the table here, killing you and wearing your skin as a suit. That was the best I could <laughs> do. A weird turn. <laughs> I kind of I kind of wanted to let the account go just to see what was going to happen. Like it hadn't done anything nefarious yet. Like, where is this going? Should I just let it sit? But Ultimately, the the good doer in me took over. I thought, no, I must put Steve's schemes to an end. Well, that freed up my Thursday, so that was okay. (laughs) You know what the best part is? The best part is there's going to be at least three or four people listening to this who are like, whoa, that really was him. (laughs) And they're never going to (laughs) know. Well, my compliment to you is based upon the photograph that I saw of you when you appeared as a guest on another podcast. It was you in a blue shirt with your arms folded and your sleeves rolled up to your elbows. You had a very earnest look on your face, but it occurred to me that uh, if body hair were money... Like, you would have more wealth than most third world countries right now. You've got more body hair than most villages on the Mediterranean. That, to me, is an impressive feat. This were If this were Game of Thrones, I would be a man of the north. I am built to survive under cold <laughs> conditions, and I'm not ashamed of it. That, uh, that outfit in that picture, though, much like my, uh, my profile picture, uh, it was me and another male photographer there taking this, and we were completely <laughs> unsupervised by wives and girlfriends. <laughs> And I had a button unbuttoned that entire time. Oh. Every photo of that hundred photo set, you know, photo shoot. And it got to the end and it was super noticeable, those white buttons on the blue shirt. So we had to go back in and Photoshop a button oh on my, my shirt. Oh my god, are you that's a yeah. great story. Yeah, so uh, I'm impressed. So the fact that you noticed my arm hair and not the false button just makes me feel good about it. It looked like you had cousin it in a headlock, like I it just, was not I, I, unnoticeable. I don't think I don't think arm hair in a guy can ever be a bad thing. I've never I've never heard somebody say you have too much arm hair until today. And it was phrased in the form of a compliment, so I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> I said it was quite a feat and I'm sure you got hair there too. <laughs> You, you hesitate. You don't even know the reference to Cousin It, do you? I do know. The, everybody knows the Adams Family. Okay. And then the monsters who either came before or after. I can't remember. One was a ripoff of the other. <laughs> uh, do you remember their address, the Munsters? No, I, I only know a limited amount of useless oh, trivia. I know, because so, you were born yeah. in like 1994. I can't. Right. Yeah, but those, those, the bad reruns go on forever. That's the first <laughs> one. Longer it's on. That's true. Our show is still up in infamy. It's all archived right there on SoundCloud and iTunes for people. <laughs> all right, I have the Guam quarter of fate in front of me. We already burned six and a half minutes of these you know people's what? time. Maybe we need to just do away with the fifteen-minute time limit. Roll up to twenty. I've never heard anybody say you can't go. I mean, it's not a make or break for people. And like, if it is a make or break, like they have the off button right there. They can do it. I've heard if Breakwell didn't talk, this would only be nine minutes of my life. I'd be wasting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Guam quarter of fate will decide. Heads will be uh, beer. 
Yes, beer for me, tails will be wine I for didn't me. mean to disturb you. Did I just kick the door open and shine a light in your eyes while you were asleep? I, what was that? Like you just stop mid-thought sometimes. Like I just assume you're capable of completing a sentence, and then you let me down. <laughs> I, I'm not listening for these pauses. All right, heads is beer. God dang. All right, Guam Court. Uh, it is heads. It actually hit the ceiling. I put a little too much thumb into that one. <laughs> you, my I, friend, have beer. I am relieved because beer is responsible for Western civilization. Back when the water was basically poisonous and there were diseases everywhere, you couldn't just go and drink from a stream because a woolly mammoth had probably pooped in it and you'd get dysentery. But they could ferment beer and drink this and it was safe and it kept them from dying. And for, for hundreds, if not thousands of years, early man drank beer in place of water or milk or anything else. And that's how we were able to survive. Without beer, we would be extinct. How can wine top that? Wine, without wine, we would be burning in hell. <laughs> now I dangled that hook for you. Did Jesus turn water into beer? Actually, I'm not sure. I'm not all that familiar with the Bible. But I'm fairly certain that he turned it into wine. And so Jesus, the guy that a lot of people look up to, Jesus says, drink wine. If Jesus were a meme, it would say, drink more wine. Jesus didn't even know of beer. He didn't even stick to his own logic. He turned water into wine, then he turned wine into blood, okay? Are we going to argue we're going to be drinking blood as the top beverage now? I don't think so. All right, now you're so, digging deep into Deuteronomy. I don't even know where you're headed with you're, this. You're fighting with the Catholic here, man. I have to go listen to this stuff every week for an hour at Mass. This is. Let me tell you something. There is nothing worse in the world than communion wine. If it tasted like blood, it would be a step up. It's that cup, everybody touches it. And to stop diseases, they, like, pump as much alcohol into it as they possibly can. Like, oh, you sneeze what? here and it would light Tell on what? fire. You, you Catholics know how to party, man. That's awesome. Well, we do. We're awesome at partying. But when we party, we don't use that communion wine garbage. We drink beer. We drink large quantities of it. It's pretty much the only perk of being a Catholic. You just drink hard all the time. Do people how ever you, finish? How do you deal with all that guilt? Do do. <laughs> Do people finish off a beer and say things like it has sort of a nutty bouquet? It it has just a delicate afterthought on my tongue. Do people use that kind of verbiage to no, talk about beer? No, they don't because they're normal and awesome and fun to hang out with. When people <laughs> say words like that after drinking wine, it just makes you want to punch them in the face and go home. <laughs> it like, is nothing. It just makes you pretentious and intolerable. Pretentious? I say IQ high. That's what I say. You say pretentious. <laughs> I say you couldn't define that word. Because you're one of those beer drinkers, those hairy four-armed beer drinkers, the ones that pop the top button because they don't even understand how to match up the slits with the buttons, and they have all that chest hair fall out of the top. The, the Cro-Magnon people, the proletariat. Yeah. My buttons were perfectly lined up. One just came undone, probably because I was too manly and just popped it right <laughs> off there. I don't want to know at which floor <laughs> that button popped off on your elevator. Oh, that's so. It was. It was still. The button is still intact. I still have that shirt. I wear it every time I take a photo. It's like my Bart Simpson shirt. Also, I only wear own one shirt, so it. You know, it makes the the decision making a lot easier. But like wine, okay, it's just a more expensive way to get the same kind of drunk. You can get drunk off a no, six pack. What? First of all, five or is, six bucks. That is exactly what the animals will say. That uh, they drink beer to get drunk. People drink wine to complement a fine meal. This really? is so. This is so the ruling you, class. If you had 
grape juice, a good grape juice, you would you would enjoy it just as much as a good wine. The alcohol and the drunkenness are completely irrelevant. Is that what you're saying? The alcohol does do something to cleanse the palate and just bring a nice finish to a good meal. It, it has nothing to do with flavor. It has everything to do with drunkenness. Because when you're dealing with wine drinkers, <laughs> the only way you can put up with other wine drinkers is drinking more wine. They're just that bad. Here's the other deal. Wine is universally appreciated. Beer, people say, is an acquired taste. There's a lot of people who don't even like beer. Wine is an acquired taste. I, have, you ever had, have you ever been wine drunk? Have you ever gotten to that point in your life? I know it's sad and joyless, but if you ever made it to glass <laughs> number two, which I'm sure is your limit, there is nothing worse than a wine hangover in all the world that actively punishes you for trying to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to get really ripped on beer, you've got to drink like a metric ton of the stuff because it doesn't have a high enough alcohol content to make a dent. Maybe the maybe the swill you drink, but I mean the alcohol content of a beer can go all the way from three percent to nine or ten percent, depending on what you pick. There's a million varieties, but as with at that restaurant I went to, you that none of those varieties are four thousand dollars. I mean, you're talking two or three bucks a bottle at the grocery store tops, even for the best stuff. That is exactly right. Like my vocabulary, wine has range. Range for what? Like, what do these flavors get you? What's the what's the bonus prize at the end for drinking an expensive wine? See, this is what the beer swillers all say, that all wine tastes alike. And uh, to that I say nay. You can tell the difference between a good steak and a bad steak. It's a different quality cut of meat. It tastes different. It's usually prepared different. It looks different. It feels different in your mouth. Like, a good steak is smooth like butter while you're chewing it, while it's going out. Wine is the same way. Beer is beer is beer is beer. I don't care if you beer. got an IP. Or mother's milk, Miller Lite. As, I didn't say that out loud. That's arguing for your side <laughs> of the point. But that uh, beer just kind of has a general consistency to it. Wine has a lot of variety. There's white wines, there's red wines. Women prefer wine. And if you're on a date and you buy the chicken IPA, that nine out of ten girls aren't even going to touch the thing because it's like chewing for them. They don't like the bitters. You don't you don't chew IPAs. IPAs they might they might taste bitter, but there's no chewing involved. I think you're thinking of like a a dark beer like a Guinness. I mean, which brings me that there is so much variety in beer. Wine is all much, it's all just, it's wine. It's all just kind of a light grape drink with a, with a ton (laughs) of alcohol in it. But beer, you can have so many different ingredients. Bud Light and Guinness are both beer. I mean, you can get something like a dragon stout with an insanely high alcohol content and there's, you know, darker, darker than a black hole. And then you've got, you know, the super light IPAs and all the ingredients in between. I had a, I had a beer, a few weeks ago that tasted like coffee and I oh, had a God. beer that had grapefruit mixed in. I mean, they, the variety oh. of ingredients is incredible. See, and beer, with wine, you just get wine. People are so bored with beer, they've got to go off the reservation with some of this stuff to try to get people interested again. Wine, they can charge four grand for a bottle because somebody will want the novelty of that $4,000 bottle. What's the, what's the most expensive bottle of wine you've ever drinking? Let's <laughs> that's, that's put you on the spot here. Do the math. Uh, you've, you've got me in a box here, literally. The most expensive <laughs> box of wine I've ever had was about 12 bucks. So you're, you're hypothesizing. Why, why do you, you do this to me money, in the middle of one of these arguments better. when you know the coin toss of fate is what determines what <laughs> side we pick? <laughs> I I do love fighting for the winning side to start with. Now, at this point, I'm just running up the score. <laughs> well, I'm, ho- I'm yeah. praying for rain on this one right now. <laughs> 
yeah, your $12 box wine is not going to stand up to to any collection of beer. Um, I, and I'm glad wine exists because sometimes at fancy functions where people turn up their noses at beer, you can sneak in some <laughs> wine and get drunk just the same until you can sneak off and get some beer. So I'm, I'm okay with wine existing, but let's not pretend it's, it's it holds anything to beer. Wine is just a shabby ceremonial fill-in for the real alcohol of choice. I'm not even participating in this anymore because I've already <laughs> t- I have drafted an email to the league commissioner and I'm playing the rest of this podcast under protest. <laughs> we've, we've both play, we've played out some bad flips in the past. You're such a... <laughs> Well, we're into the 16-minute mark here, and I think we got to go. I don't know. Are we going to pull the ripcord on this thing and keep it roughly in time with the rest of them, or are we yes, really? Yes. Right. I know you don't want to give the people what they crave, which is more minutes of meaningless banter, but I will, I will concede, and we can turn it off. I will leave them wanting for more. That is the secret of my success. <laughs> silence for me. Note it, okay? All four crickets just pack their bags. All right, let's hear what you think. Get in touch with us on social media. We're both on Twitter, and all of you you know I've had a little too much of the vino on this end. All of you know Unicorn because all of you follow him already, but tell a friend, tell a neighbor. He's at Exploding Unicorn without the E, just a big capital X. He is extreme. And you can follow me at Steve Olivas. Steve is spelled with a V and uh, just like vino, and that's why I won the coin flip of fate and the argument today. Olivas is O-L-I-V-A-S. Unicorn is all over Facebook, and that is spelled just like Mama taught you, with the E. We will come back to you next week, and we're going to have another somewhat in-between 16- and 20-minute argument. What are we going to talk about then, James? No idea. (laughs) That is the way we roll. Until then, this is Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thank you for listening, everybody.